Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, this this hour's topic, I'm uh, going to blatantly rip off of uh, David Bellavia and uh, something he did the final hour of his program today. I might rephrase it a little bit, but uh, the idea is basically the same. And it is this Can you name me the two most noteworthy news stories of your life? and what you were doing when they happened. The two most noteworthy news stories of your life and what you were doing when they happened. Now, there was a guy who called in. He was 94 years old, and he was working, as I heard the story, I was kind of occupied with something, but as I heard the story, the guy was working at a movie theater and saw a whole bunch of cars driving by, and everybody was honking horns. So he stepped out as a young man and said, what's going on? Somebody said, well, the war with Japan is over. VJ Day. So, yeah, back when you could say VJ without any other implications. So uh, that was, uh, to me, that was that was interesting. Also had a guy call in about uh, John F. Kennedy High School. And I did not realize, uh, if the caller is correct, that John F. Kennedy High School was actually named John F. Kennedy High School before the assassination, um, which I find interesting. Now, for many people of a certain age, and the crowd is getting older, the uh, Kennedy assassination obviously would be one of the uh, one of the big stories that you would remember. You know what I would be interested in knowing? Uh, because I told you guys, I get on these, uh, I get on these benders with movies and i'll watch the same movie over and over again and one of the movies i've been doing that with lately is uh, 13 days and it's about the cuban missile crisis and i have a question for those of you who were alive and conscious in october of 1962 what was it really like in buffalo during the cuban missile crisis did you and your family think the world was going to get blown to bits in a nuclear exchange with the soviet union or did you think everything was going to work out and it was just uh, a bunch of nonsense if you were yes if you were alive and sentient in october of 1962 did you think the end of the world was nigh i would love to know because i was not yet born and uh, I'm kind of, well, I'm happy for that anyway. But uh, the other thing is, uh, let's see, when you when you walk through the entire litany of the 1960s, I mentioned the JFK assassination, Martin Luther King Jr., Robert Kennedy uh, assassination, uh, the first man on the moon in 1969, or was it Hollywood? Uh, the first man on the moon, 1969. For some of you, uh, the most uh, epic news story of your 
life was in your younger years when the Space Shuttle Challenger blew up. And as you remember, that was an extraordinary launch because there was a school teacher on board named Krista McAuliffe. So a lot of classrooms requisitioned televisions so that their children could watch this teacher blast off into space. And uh, obviously everybody saw what happened to the shuttle Challenger. Um, and, you know, obviously there are a lot of uh, very upset children and, and very upset adults uh, that day. Um, so that, that was a big one. And, of course, uh, September 11, 2001, that was another big one. I mean, locally, we've certainly talked about this at great length. I don't want to go too far into this today, but the uh, blizzard of 77, the blizzard of 22, those were huge local stories. Um, wh- what story... What story have you lived through? What, what, what two stories have you lived through that have made the, uh, the biggest impact on you? And what were you doing when you first heard what was going on? What were you actually doing? Like, uh, what were you, do you remember what you were doing when Kennedy was shot? Which one? That's up to you. Do you remember your mood as a younger person during the Cuban Missile Crisis? I, I hate to keep on going back to that, but I'm really curious as to whether, because all I know is what I see in the documentaries. Um, I've watched the movies. I've listened to the actual tapes from the White House. I've listened to um, all the speeches that were made at the time. I've watched the U.N. presentation online. So I have a, a fairly decent knowledge of that particular crisis. But the one thing that I don't um, I, I don't know because I wasn't really alive then. I, I wasn't born until a little less than a year later, um, and that was the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Did you really think the world was coming to an end? Did you guys have, like, a fallout shelter in your backyard? I'm, I'm, I'm genu- I genuinely want to know this because you would be oh, probably in your 60s, possibly 70s by now, uh, but the Challenger, that was back in the 1980s, uh, certainly 2001, September uh, September 11, 2001, a lot of you were uh, of the younger crowd. That would have been your uh, one of the biggest things that ever happened in, in your lifetime, one of the most terrible things that ever happened in your lifetime. Uh, the election of Donald Trump. <laughs> Forgot about that. 803-0930. What, what are the two biggest things that have happened during your lifetime, and what were you doing when they actually happened? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. That is, those are actually the phone numbers. And uh, I did receive an email, and I haven't had a chance to uh, uh, fact check this, but the Dark Side show in Buffalo was June 22nd, 1973. I think our caller said 1975, and I was just going by what the caller had said, assuming the caller knew uh, what date uh, the concert would have been. Uh, but apparently it was 1973, according to a, an email that I received. Uh, all right, so you think about all the things that have happened in your lifetime. I know David Bellavia did something very similar to this, and it was really cool. So I'm, ba- I'm basically blatantly stealing what David did in his uh, 1 o'clock hour today. What, what are the two biggest things that have happened news-wise in your lifetime, and what were you doing when they happened? And there was uh, a time like, OK, uh, another uh, certain things that, uh, you know, everybody has different things that they're going to remember based on the generation from which they come. And back in high school, for me, 
a couple of the big stories were the attempted assassinations of Ronald Reagan and the Pope. And I can still remember uh, a kid in gym class who was basically on the verge of tears saying, can you believe somebody tried to shoot the Pope? And I'm like, what? Because I didn't have a radio on me. I had no idea what was going on. I don't know how he'd find out because we didn't have cell phones back then. Um, and then the uh, the Reagan attempted assassination. And uh, remember what I remember most about the attempt on Reagan's life is uh, poor Frank Reynolds on ABC. Somebody had given him uh, word that uh, the presidential press secretary, James Brady, had died. And he announced the death. And then he had to recant. And uh, he was not very happy about that. And frankly... Uh, sitting behind this microphone. I can't blame him. Somebody gives you information, you assume it's been vetted. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, the biggest news stories to happen in your life, and like, where were you? What, we, what was your life like when they happened? Uh, Bill in Wheatfield, you are on. Hello. Yes, hi. Uh, yeah, the two I remember and where I was was for when John F. Kennedy got shot. Um, you you were on the grassy knoll, I believe. Yeah, how did you know? Now, where where were you when uh, President Kennedy was shot? Well, when I heard about it, I would have to say I was. It was that day going home on a school bus. I was in seventh grade, and when he got shot, you know, the nuns came in and told the eighth graders. So the eighth graders were, and then of course on the way home. Uh, on the bus, the eighth graders told, maybe not all the real young ones, but, you know, us in seventh grade, probably sixth grade. You, you grown-up kids. Now, you also would have lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I, I want to know what you remember from the Cuban Missile Crisis. How tense were people? How puckered were people? Very tense. You know, cause I even uh, remember everyone in the neighborhood, but... Uh, specifically, my family, you know, uh, my dad and mom, we we had a small area in the cellar where, you know, all our foodstuffs were, canned goods and that. And that was going to be our little bomb shelter down in the down in the cellar. Um, you know, it was talked about quite a bit and other people in the neighborhood, too. You know, of course, you know, in school, you know, we were all uh, trained to. We had drills to go out in the hallway and, and, you know, sit on the floor with our head between our knees. Yes, be, yes, because yeah. sitting sitting on the floor with your head between your knees is a foolproof yeah. way to defeat a nuclear weapon. Yes, right, right. But you know, even as a kid, I thought that was a stupid. I, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. And then there was there was once during elementary school they had an air raid drill, and I'll be damned if. Like, two fighter jets didn't go over the school just as the air raid drill is going off. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, is this a drill or is something really going on out here? Right. Well, because you remember what happened after that. You know, as kids, you got a little older. And, you know, when, when we still had this thing going on with Russia, it was, you know, yeah, you know, you know, sit down, put your head uh, between your legs and kiss your blank goodbye. Yeah, that's you know, about it. You know, bump, um, on bumper stickers and everything that used to be. All right, Bill, thank you very much. I appreciate I appreciate the call. What are the two most memorable news stories that have happened in your life that maybe had the most emotional impact on you? And I'd love to hear from those of you who actually lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, you don't have to call on the Cuban Missile Crisis, but I'm trying to get a sense for what things really 
were like in Buffalo in October of 1962. I wasn't born as of yet, and uh, I've been spending a lot of time just studying that, and I get in, you know, I get on these wild tangents. What two news stories have had the most impact on you, the most emotional impact on you in your lifetime? What were you doing when they happened with a special call out for anybody who lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis, because I would love to know what the atmosphere was like during the Cuban Missile Crisis in Buffalo, New York. Uh, for those who don't know, Khrushchev was leader of the Soviet Union. Uh, he was trying to protect his buddy Fidel Castro f- from invasion, uh, put missiles in uh, Cuba, uh, nuclear missiles in Cuba that could have hit pretty much anywhere in the United States. And President Kennedy said, you can't keep nuclear weapons in Cuba, uh, ordered a, uh, a quarantine of Cuba. And eventually, uh, Khrushchev and Kennedy worked out a deal. Okay, we're never going to invade Cuba. We're never going to help anybody invade Cuba. You take the missiles out of Cuba. And then within six months, some of our older missiles were taken out of uh, Turkey. Interestingly, there are American nukes stationed in Turkey right now. Uh, Let's go to uh, Dave in uh, Chictawaga. Dave, uh, stories that uh, have impacted you, sir. Oh, yeah, it was uh, John Lennon's uh, assassination. It really took a toll on me. Real? Were you watching the football game? Is that how you found out? Yeah, no. Well, I was like going to sleep, you know, you know, dirt, dirt, I had to go to work in the morning. But uh, yeah, I woke up, you know, with my TV on, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Howard Cosell said that sad news, you know, and I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that that was. I was always thinking that the Beatles would. Maybe get back together, you know. Well, they will someday, but just not in the fashion you want. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just. Uh, but the the, um, the the story. I mean, Monday Night Football. I remember that vividly. Uh, I was upstairs actually with a 1972 Fender Telecaster, learning Beatles songs, and I heard my father from downstairs yelling up, "You know, John Lennon's dead." And I thought it was a, a drug overdose at first. I didn't really think that much of it. Then I came downstairs, realized it was a murder. It was a homicide. Yeah, Mark David Chapman. Yep, it's a uh, bad, bad, bad guy. Uh, and my second one is uh, was with uh, President Reagan with uh, when uh, uh, what the heck is his name? Hinckley. Uh, Hinckley. Yeah, Hinckley Jr. Uh, shot him. That was like pretty crazy too. And I'm sure it would. I'm, I'm sure it's only coincidence that the president would have been George Herbert Walker Bush, and the Hinckley family just happened to be friends with the Bush family. I'm sure that was oh. only a coincidence. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, that's all I remember. All right, so, understood, uh, man. Carry on. All right, carry on. Thank you, thank you, sir. Yeah. Permission granted to carry on for me. Okay. Uh, here is uh, Norman in uh, Niagara Falls. Norman, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. How are you, sir? sir? Yes. All right. So, uh, can can you hear me? I got you on my car speaker. You're fine. Yes. All right. Thank you. So, 42 years old. Uh, my first uh, memory that that you're asking about would be the Challenger in school, watching it with 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 um, the other kids. And yeah, I uh, I I remember asking if they did had parachutes or not, like. And my teacher just looking at me and not saying anything. So, um, when I was like six at the time, five, five or six. What, what and, was the? What um, was the? Do you remember what the reaction was in in the classroom amongst the five or six year olds? Was it just stunned silence, or maybe not even being aware of what was going on? 
No, we were aware, man. We, I, I mean, my generation. I mean, I, I was watching Freddy Krueger movies while I, while I should have been watching Disney movies. So, um, so for for me and a few other of my classmates, um, same kind of environment we were growing up. Um, hold, hold on, I'd love to talk to you more about this uh, on the Challenger uh, because you're somebody that I actually asked to call in. You had the TV wheeled into the classroom. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us: trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beauty rest black with 60 months special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion I thought, actually, after the previous hour, we should probably play uh, Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety, uh, the final hour of the show, but uh, I'm pretty sure my boss would have an issue with that. All right, it's uh, Bowerly on WBEN, Josh Schmidt behind the glass making the magic happen. Uh, I ripped this off totally from David Bellavia. Uh, I might be rephrasing it uh, a little bit, but what are like the two big news stories that have most affected you emotionally, and where were you when they happened? And my special request is, if you lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis, how tense were things in western New York? If you actually were alive during that time, October 1962, uh, 13 days in October, how bad was it? Um, All right, our uh, caller on the Challenger explosion could not stay with us. Here is uh, Norman in Niagara Falls. Norman, you are WBE. uh, You're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, how are you, sir? Yes, sir. All right. So before the break, we were talking about me in elementary school. Oh, uh, this this was you. Okay, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I I'm sorry. I'm. It's uh, it's been a long summer. Can I tell you? Um, I'm sorry, Norman. Go ahead. We're talking about you in elementary school. The Challenger blowing up. You watching Freddy Krueger movies and people, mm-hmm. your kids in your class being cognizant that hey, so, everybody died. Yeah. So, like I said, I expected to see these astronauts come down with parachutes. Um, like I said, I was five, six years old. That's what I expected. And when I asked it out loud, my teacher just looked at me. She did not reply. Um, her name was Mishy. But I don't need names. Mich- we don't do names on the show. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Um, so um, yeah, she just she 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 just she didn't give me a look of death, but but she gave me a look. Um, the um, 
students around me, um, m- my little uh, group of friends, um, we, we were just in shock and awe, like, what was happening. We didn't really know what was happening, um, and we weren't really told what was happening. Shortly after it happened, the TV was yanked right out of the classroom. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was like on this big rectangle cart. <laughs> oh, I remember. We all remember those. Yep. Yep. Yeah. From the um, AV department. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that uh, what what a memory. And as somebody in your 40s, what was the other news story that, uh, that most emotionally affected you? And where were you when that happened? Um, emotionally affected me? I have to say Columbine. Um, oh, of course. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it had to be Columbine. Obviously, the number one answer would be 9-11, but for me, it's Columbine, um, mainly because of the trench coat that I wore at the time as a um, 17-year-old uh, young man um, linked into the group called the Trench Coat Mafia instantly overnight because I was a teenage male who had an attitude um was in punk angry teenager there 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 was no disputing that or doubt about it the reason why i wore a trench coat at the time was because of a movie called the crow and how badass i thought i looked in it not because i thought i was some secret teenage assassin um so so columbine really really sticks out in my mind you know you know what now now that you mention it uh the horror that i think we all felt watching the coverage of columbine um, that was, uh, it was absolutely, absolutely gruesome and, and horrible, uh, just horrific. Thank you very much, Norman. I appreciate the call. Uh, all right, Columbine and the Challenger. And, you know, we, we've, unfortunately, we've seen so many mass murders with all kinds of weapons that, uh, sometimes we forget about. I mean, like Las Vegas, uh, was the worst mass murder using firearms in American history at that uh, at that concert. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN, unless I'm mistaken. Here is uh, Cindy on a cell phone. Cindy, um, oh, you, you're actually uh, alive and a sentient being during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes, I think I was probably in second grade um, and went to Alexander Hamilton in town of Tonawanda. <laughs> And the teacher said, um, oh, we're going to go on a special field trip today. And I remember thinking, I don't remember anybody talking about going on a field trip before this. Um, What ended up happening is she said there's a really neat place. And I don't know if it was in the basement, under the building or whatever. But um, when we went in, all the other classes were going in, too. So I deduced later that probably it was a bomb shelter and um they ushered everyone in we were in there in my mind it seemed like forever i don't think it was forever but it seemed like forever it was um hard to breathe it was warm um and some kids started panicking i being a bit claustrophobic didn't cry but i felt very uncomfortable and you could sense the tension amongst the teachers. Oh, my goodness. I mean, did it, I know that you're only in, like, second grade, but did you think that it was on? Did you think that we were going to be bombed at that moment? 
No, I really had no um, knowledge of, of that. I just thought, this is not right. This is not a fun field trip. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it has to be something that's not very good. Wow. Very smart person to put that together at that age. Do you remember your family talking at all about it Like after President Kennedy gave his speech? Um, I do remember my family talking about it a little bit, but they were trying. My mom and dad were obviously trying not to reveal too many details. And I didn't know what a Cuba was or what a missile was or anything at that point. Of course not. Of course not. Most Americans still don't know where Cuba is and might have a hard time identifying a missile. Um, yeah. Is there another story, Cindy, that sticks out in your lifetime as uh, one of those seminal moments? I do remember the assassination of President Kennedy. Again, I was in elementary school. I don't know. I don't remember what year that was. but I 1963. Remember, um, okay. I remember there was a knock on the door of our classroom, and um, the teacher went out to talk, which I thought was a little unusual, then came back in and said that we were all being dismissed and sent home early, and she was crying. Um, and when I got home, my mom had the TV on, and she was crying, and that's really about all that I remember. I mean, I remember them telling me that the president was dead, but again, in, what, maybe third grade then? Um I sensed that everyone was sad about it, but I didn't understand the gravity of uh, a president being assassinated. Wow. Uh, Cindy, This, uh, you know, what I've really enjoyed about this call is the perspective of a second or third grader on the news back in 1962 and 1963. Um, the fact that you remember these little details from being a kid, uh, you must have an incredible memory. Remind me never to lie to you. I've been told I have a good memory. Yeah, you clearly do. Cindy, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Anybody else take a special field trip into what ended up being the bomb shelter during October of 1962? Uh, and by the way, it, it's the stories that most affected you. Two stories that have most affected you in your life. Where were you when they happened? I'm totally ripping off David Bellavia on this topic. I openly admit that. Um, and I just have a special interest in the Cuban Missile Crisis. So if you were alive then and have memories of how panicked and puckered people were, I, I'd like to know them because uh, I spent some time looking into it, watching YouTube videos, and uh, I, I wouldn't want to say I'm obsessed with it, but I'm obsessed with it. Uh, Jim, on a cell phone, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Uh, Tom? Yes. Okay. Um, I was alive during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was in seventh grade, and um, I didn't live here in western New York. I grew up on the other side of the state, up around the St. Lawrence Seaway Project. And, um, you know, there's some perspective that I'd like to bring in here. And when I was in, like, first grade, Khrushchev screamed at the U.S. saying, we will bury you, your children will grow up under communism. And that sort of stunned people. And then the next year... 1957, he, they launched Sputnik 1, and that was a big deal. It scared people. I can remember adults talking about this because we, we couldn't get a rocket off the ground at the time. And then, and then uh, a couple years later, 1961, they launched the first person into space, Yuri 
Rick Aaron. Right. Right. And that really stunned everyone. We still couldn't get rockets uh, very far off the ground. And then, uh, of course, uh, we came into October of, uh, what was it, 1962? Yeah, Yeah, 62 was the missile crisis. Yeah. And for those who don't know, just a really quick explanation. The Cuban Missile Crisis happened because the Soviet Union put nuclear missiles into Cuba 90 miles off the coast of Florida. uh, And we believe that that meant they had switched to a first strike policy and those missiles could have taken out pretty much every American city, greatly reduced our ability to retaliate and killed millions of Americans with five minutes warning because they were so close. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So it went on for a couple of weeks, and it sort of built up. I can remember watching President Kennedy's speech and how serious it was, how quiet my parents got, and then hearing my relatives get together, you know, over the next few days talking. I remember being on the bus to go to school, and we went by the local um, hotel in town, which was a place where all these military guys were there. They were people, young men who were in the reserves, and they'd been called up. And they were, you know, Navy guys and Air Force guys and, and Army guys. They were there with their duffel bags and uh, everything all packed up, and they were boarding these buses that had come come through our, you know, from one small town to another, gathering these guys up because wow. the reserves had been called up, and they were put on the highest level of alert. I do remember that. And this is how it built up. So then when, when uh, JFK announced the uh, naval blockade, things got really hot. And I, I can't remember if this was going to be a, a Monday or a Friday, but we had a day where school was going to be canceled. And I can recall my homeroom teacher, who at the time was her first year of teaching, so she could only have been about 22 years old, as she was trying to tell us that we weren't going to have school, uh, there were tears in her eyes. And she had to go out in the hallway a couple times to compose herself. And at the time, I had a paper route. And I picked my papers up after school at a little general store near my house. And my English teacher, our homeroom teacher, would stop in there. And she'd get a few things and say hello. Well, that particular afternoon, she stopped in. She came over to where I was, you know, bun- unbundling my papers. She looked at me and she said, are you okay? Of course, you don't know what to think. And I'm going, yeah, uh-huh. And she goes, well, hope to see you next week. She had still tears in her eyes. Oh, my goodness. That's what I knew. That's wow. what I knew. That, Jim, I, I, gotta, I have to move on to some other people. I thank you yeah. uh, very much. Uh that's, so that's what it was like in along the St. Lawrence uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is uh, Tom in Lackawanna. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. I mean, how do you, I'm in sync. Nothing to do with the 90s boy band. In sync with at least three of the callers here. Uh, 66, my, my age. Uh, God, I mean, 9-11 to me. So many lives stupidly lost. I mean, that's got to be right up there, even though I do have memories of the, both Kennedy things. Uh, when you say stupidly lost, uh, do you want to expand on that? Yeah, uh, I'm going to die and be with Allah and virgins. Um, and they killed themselves. But how many thousands of other innocent people for stupidity? Yeah. You know? 
Uh, talk about the song uh, "Imagine No Religion" too, which is gonna I'm gonna get to in a second. But um, I do agree with Dave from Chicktawaga. John Lennon, if nothing else, has got to be number one to me. How do you narrow it down at my age to two things in life? But John Lennon was the most thing to me that changed my life. In what way did the death of John Lennon change your life? Uh, remember the Don Henley song "End of the Innocence"? Yes. I always put that with that. You know, even though he was talking about. It was later, and the old man we elected king. Now we got two old men that want to be elected king. But, um, you know, Reagan and uh, the whole shop, but that was the end of the innocence. That was like, I remember reading something in, I think it was a New York uh, Magazine Post. Um, oh, wonderful. From the 60s, we've gone to shooting politicians to shooting musicians. He said, congratulations, me generation. You just found your sickening spokesperson. Wow, that's pretty strong. Uh, yeah, that was from the New York uh, New York Magazine. I, I remember, never forgot reading that. I think I still have it somewhere. But, uh, yeah, Lennon affected me in a lot of ways as, as time went on. And I realized, you know, what he look at what McCartney and Ringo are still doing and other Mick Jagger, other people are doing. Uh, I, get, I get sad but angry at the same time is that that creep, <laughs> you know, that creep with the final power of a gun in his hand, as, as somebody else had written about it. So, like I said, how do you really narrow it down at my age or anybody you know, any near this age? Well, you try. I mean, you just try. You try the best you can to narrow it down. And I'm kind of pleased with the variety of responses that we had today because, look, I mean, different people grow up in different eras. Different things are standing out in the memories of different people of different ages. And you know, you you talk about John Lennon, and a lot of people forget that George Harrison was also almost murdered in his own home. Almost, Tom. Do you remember the mugshot of that guy? I, I don't remember the mugshot, but I, I was surprised that frail George Harrison was able to uh, defend himself without a firearm and uh, save his life. Well, that's what happens when you're being threatened, but he was he came that close. He was stabbed near you know his, his heart and uh, with cancer. But his wife grabbed a lamp. Did you, the mugshot of that guy was hilarious. She beat the hell out of that guy. No, I got to check. I got to check out the mugshot again. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Abrams was I can't uh, was his Michael Abrams? I think was his name. I don't um, know. But, but there's there's the also a guy. I mean, talking about the famous break-ins. Remember the guy who broke into Buckingham Palace and right into the Queen's bedroom and ended up spending uh, minutes after minutes with uh, Queen Elizabeth II. I mean, how does something like that even begin to happen? I have no idea. Thank you uh, very much, Tom. I gotta I gotta move along here. Thank you. But yeah, yeah. George Harrison almost got murdered. True story. And Queen Elizabeth II had an unexpected visitor. And uh, I don't know what they did with the head of Buckingham Palace security, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to read on the Internet later that he was reassigned to uh, the fisheries department. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified. Empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.